0: We are an all-nation congregation. We are an all-nation congregation. And our focus this year for our fast, as Stewie mentioned just a moment ago, we're gonna fast for 21 days starting the 30th of January for the persecuted church. We're gonna get our focus beyond ourselves. How many think that's not a bad idea? Get our focus as the brothers just said just a moment ago, upon those who have our faith, but do not have our freedom. Those who have a solid, total commitment to Christ, but who are persecuted for it, and many are imprisoned for it, and some even perish for their faith. We are going to stand with them for 21 days, starting January the 30th, and fast. And you can fast any way that you feel you and your family should fast, But for 21 days, we'll have a focus and a fast for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. Well, it's good to be back in church. And uh, Carol and I feel good and feel good to be back in the house. Thank you to our team. Tim and Crystal, thank you. Wonderful. And of course, Nancy and Joanna appreciate you guys so much. And grateful for those who have come out today. And also grateful to each one who is watching with us online. Of course, this is Mission Sunday. It's very special for us. And we're going to just go go strong, keep going strong for missions in Jesus' name. Well, uh, before you're seated, if the person next to you doesn't know who you are because of your mask, give them a hint. All right? Just let them know maybe who you are. (laughs) And you can be seated. Thank you. And we are uh, starting this evening Back at our 5:30 service, and it's going to be a real delight to have Josh DeMartin share the word with us. He was literally born and raised in this house, and uh, teaches in our school here. And uh, I know that you love Josh and Amy, and I know where I'm going to be at 5:30. I'm going to be right back here, sitting under the word. <laughs> I really appreciate Andrew Pate stepping in for me last Sunday. I actually felt good enough to speak last Sunday, but wasn't quite released yet. And so uh, I love the word that he shared with us. And uh, I'm gonna make a little mention and reference to that. But here we are, and it's 2022. And what do we see when we look back? Um, Lots of things to see, lots of things to think about, lots of things to consider. But I want to suggest to you that when we look back, and I can certainly say this is my own testimony. When Carol and I look back over this last year, we see God near. We see God faithful. We see God close. And Andrew spoke about being in the storm and even in the uh, squall. The squall would just swoop, swoop down over the Sea of Galilee, and it would be treacherous, like a, a little mini hurricane and tornado kind of uh, episode could happen right there on the Sea of Galilee. And there were disciples in the, in the boat when that squall would come. But Andrew reminded us last week that Jesus was in the boat. And Jesus has been with us this entire time. And when I look back this past year and even the past two years, there's a lot of things that we've experienced and some confusing things. And, uh, you know, just I don't know. But I, I do know this. I've seen the help of the Lord. I've seen Jesus faithful. I've seen the Lord in the boat with me and with us. And I'm going to start this morning from Psalm 63 and verse 6. How many have ever lied in bed awake in the middle of the night? Just me? (laughs) No, we all have, haven't we? At some point, at at some time. And what's going on when we're laying there in bed awake at night? Thoughts. Lots and lots of thoughts. But I love this passage of Scripture in Psalm 63 and verse 6. I lay awake thinking... of you. Come on. That right there, that right there is worth the price of admission and even though the price of admission is free. I lay awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. I think how much you've helped me. That's what I think. I think how much you have helped me. That's what I see when I look back. I see how much he has helped me. Now I can lay there and think about other things, but that's, that's, I'm going to, that's, how many know it's pretty futile and it's, and it, and it doesn't produce very much in our life. No, I lay awake thinking, well, if you're going to lay awake, you're going to think, but you get to choose what you think about. And I'm talking to me more than I'm talking to you. But I think of you and I meditate on you through the night. Not what I'm going through, not where I've been, not what's coming, but you. And here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking, how much you have helped me. How many reckon that might just help you go right back to sleep when you think like that in the middle of the night? Psalm 77 and verse 11. I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about them. So when we look back over the year we have just come out of, what do we see? We see God's faithfulness. We see God's nearness. We see God's goodness. We see God's mercies. We see God's help. I have had God's help every single day of every single Uh, week of every single month of 2021. How many could say amen to that? We have had God's help every single day. When I look behind me, I am filled with gratitude and I am filled with thanksgiving for my good, good father who has loved me and nurtured me. He has never failed me. He has never forsaken me and he has never forgotten me. And he has only done me good. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it and I find no fault in him whatsoever. The Lord is good, and the Lord has been good, and he has been good to me. And when I think of him, I think of how much he has helped me. But not only is the Lord behind me, and when I think of him behind me, but I also know that the Lord is before me. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8, it says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord is the one who goes before you. What's, what's ahead for us in 2022? what's going to happen in 2022? What's going to happen with COVID? What's going to happen with our nation? What's going to happen with with people who've lost jobs? What's going to happen with with all of this stuff? Well, don't have the answer to all of that, but here's what I know. I do know that the Lord has gone before me and the Lord has gone before you. That's what I know. The Lord is the one who goes before you. Listen, and he will be with you just like he was with you he will be with you and he will not fail you nor forsake you just like he has never failed you nor forsaken you. And then we read this in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when we look forward, when we look forward, when we look forward, we are full of faith. We are full of trust. We are full of confidence because the Lord has gone before me. And the Lord has gone before you. When I look back, I see that he is faithful. And when I look forward, I see that I'm full of faith. Come on. I look behind me and I see he's faithful. And because he is so faithful behind me, I'm full of faith with what is before me. We look forward, full of faith. Everything that is behind me used to be in front of me. As a matter of fact, in 2020, I was thinking, oh, thank God for 2021. <laughs> because 2020 is behind me. Well, 2021 is behind me too. And everything that is behind me used to be in front of me. And as I look behind me, I see the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. And so why can I not look in front of me with that same sense full of faith? Because he is so faithful. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It's like the old song that we used to sing when I was younger, that I do not know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And he has already gone before me. He is waiting for me there. He is waiting for you there in our tomorrow. He who holds tomorrow is faithful. And like another one of the old songs that we still sing, His grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. So I look back, and I thank God, and I look forward, and I trust God. But this is Mission Sunday. And Mission Sunday causes me to not just look behind me and causes me not to just look ahead of me but it causes me to look around me because that's where life is. That's where missions, that's where our ministry, that's where everything that God has called us to be and to do is. It's around me. It is around me. And so I look back and I thank God, but I look forward and I trust God. But when I look around me, I serve God. And that's what the Lord Wants us to do. And that's what missions is all about. It's looking around me right now. And yes, Lord, I thank you for where you've been with me, and I trust you for how you will be with me. But Father, right now, I look around me and I see souls. I see people. I see hearts. I see hurts. I see others. I see needs. I see nations. I see the lost. I see people without a shepherd. I see people who are in pain. I see people who are struggling. I see people who are mentally and emotionally distraught. And that is my ministry. And that is your ministry. And that is the ministry of the church of Jesus Christ. And that is our mission. And so when I look around me, I'm not just thanking God for the past. And I'm not just trusting God for the future. But I'm serving God in the present. And that's what missions is. It's serving the Lord right here and right now. This is missions. This is missions. It's looking around us. And can I just help? Can I just sound a a warning? I don't think that the greatest enemy of the church is COVID. I don't think that the greatest enemy of the church is any disease. I think the greatest enemy of the church is distraction. And I think if the enemy could get us all messed up with what's happened, And get us all tripped up with what's going to happen. And how we're interpreting and seeing and and looking at it all. I think if we're not careful, the devil has his day. Not because of any of that, but because our eyes have gotten off our mission. And because all of a sudden, we are thinking about the past and the future. And we're thinking about crisis and all kinds of things. Instead of being focused on the mission. The greatest enemy you and I are going to face in 2022 is the enemy of distraction that would distract us from getting the gospel to everyone, everywhere. The gospel is the hope of our nation. You wanna pull down darkness? You wanna do spiritual warfare? The greatest spiritual warfare you can ever do is preach the gospel. Because the gospel is the power of God and the salvation. You want to change a nation? Well, yes, use the power of voting. But if you want to change a nation, just get thousands and thousands of people on their knees confessing Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's what changes a nation. And the government has no capacity to do that. Only the church of Jesus Christ. And we are the church of Jesus Christ. And that is our calling. And that is our mantle. And that is our anointing. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. And if somehow the enemy can have you giving your best emotion and your best effort to something besides this. I'm not saying that's not necessarily a good thing. I'm just saying it can be a distraction for the main thing. The main thing of our church, the church of Jesus in our city, is to bring hope and help and life and light. And to speak love and to reach out and to care and to sow the seeds of kindness and goodness and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and not get caught up in things that all of a sudden we're not seeing lost people. We're just seeing lines of people or we're just seeing liberal people or labor people or left people or right people and we're not seeing lost people. The greatest enemy you and I face The greatest trick and strategy of the devil is that you and I would somehow be distracted from what God has called us to do, anointed us to do, empowered us to do. And we have the gospel, and the gospel is the hope of the world. The gospel is the hope of Penrith. The gospel is the hope of Sydney. The gospel, preaching the gospel. People say, well, I want to be really involved in spiritual warfare. Preach the gospel. That's the greatest spiritual warfare you can ever do. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to anyone who will believe it. This is our mission. This is our eyes wide open to the world that we are living in right now. Do not say, Jesus said in John 4:35, do not say there are still four months And then comes the harvest. Do not say that. Behold, I say, lift up your eyes. Look at the fields. They are already white for harvest right now. People are ready for harvest right now. The New Living Translation says, look around you. And family, don't be distracted too much by looking behind you. And don't be distracted too much by looking ahead of you. So many Christians right now are getting their focus way out here somewhere about what may or may not no, Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look around you. Vast fields are ripening all around us and are ready now for harvest. That's us. That's you. That's me. That's, we're the harvesters. Come on. We're the, we have the gospel. We have the gospel. In Matthew 9 and verse 36, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Not frustration, Compassion. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Is that what we see all around us? Or do we see something else through the glasses that we're looking through right now? Well, this and that. And we need to look around us and see souls. We need to see multitudes. We need to be moved with compassion, not frustration. People are weary. People in your neighborhood, people in your family. People across the world, they're weary and they're scattered. And they're like sheep with no shepherd. And he says to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Do you know why the laborers are few? Because they don't see the harvest. The laborers are few because they see all kinds of other things. They see conspiracy. They see, they see lies. They see, uh, you know, dark clouds. They see Antichrist. They see, they see everything but the harvest. That's why the laborers are few. Jesus said, look around you. Vast fields are ripening all around us. Souls are ripening all around us. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. Why are the labors so few? Because they don't see the harvest. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his field. The harvest is all around us. The need is all around us. The opportunity to do good and to serve and to help and to lift is all all around us. And you and I were created for this good work of getting the good news to people everywhere. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are called to this good work. Don't be distracted from it. Don't be distracted from it. We are called to this good work of giving and this good work of going and this good work of caring and this good work of sharing the gospel and the good news to others. The good work of making a difference in the lives of people. The good work of kindness and compassion. Jesus said in Matthew 25, in verse 37, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and take you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, in so much as you did it for the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. This is what missions is. It's seeing Jesus around me in others, in the poor, in the the weary, in the scattered. It's seeing Jesus. and, and And when we see Jesus in, that's when we feed. That's when we proclaim. That's when we help. It's when we see it. And I pray the enemy will not allow my focus to become my world and what I'm going through and and my, my, you know, my feelings right now and my emotions and what's got me all stressed and what's got me all bummed out. I just pray somehow in Jesus' name I could look and I could see souls and I could see Jesus there hungry and thirsty and in prison and that I could serve him. Our greatest enemy is not the enemy. It's being distracted from our purpose. others, souls. I look back and I thank God, I look forward and I trust God, but I look around me and I serve God. And this is what missions is. Missions is looking around us, it's seeing. It's seeing the harvest, it's seeing people, it's seeing souls. It's not seeing what the media is trying to get me to see. It's not seeing what social media is trying to get me to see. It's seeing what God is trying to get me to see. And seeing it with the heart of Jesus within us. James 127, real religion, the kind that passes muster before God and the Father is this: reach out to the homeless and the loveless in their plight. And guard against corruption from a godless world. Guard against corruption from the godless world. Look around you. Look around you. Thousands upon thousands are waiting. In the valley of decision, Joel chapter 3 and verse 14. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision, in the valley of confusion, in the valley of frustration, in the valley of being scattered and having no shepherd. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision, and it is there that the day of the Lord will soon arrive. Come on, somebody. Romans 10, 14 says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? As Mitch was just saying, we have hundreds, if not thousands, of boys and girls right here in Penrith in school, and Allie's has told me this more than once, who have never heard about Jesus. They've never heard about him. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And that's what we all are, is we are sent. You and I are the hands and feet of Jesus to our community and to a lost world. And being the hands and the feet of Jesus doesn't stop just because we have to wear a mask to do it. Being the hands and the feet of Jesus doesn't stop just because our, sometimes our uh, geography is limited. It doesn't stop. We are still the hands and the feet of Jesus. This is who we are. This is who we are. And this mission is what we are about. We are an all-nation congregation, and you are his hands, and you are his feet. And 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 27 says, now you are the body of Christ you are his hands and you are his feet and individually you are members of it you are the hand and the feet and you are the voice and that's what our theme has been for the last 12 months you are the voice and my response to what's behind me is gratitude and my response to what's in front of me is faith but my response to what's all around me is compassion and we read in 2 Corinthians 5 18 this scripture right here can help us recalibrate so that we make sure that we're seeing right, thinking right, feeling right. Second Corinthians 5.18 says, all this newness of life is from God who brought us back to himself through what Christ did. And God has given us the task. God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. All over Penrith, all up and down the Blue Mountains, All all through our, 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 our world influence areas and to the furthest most parts of the world, God has given us the task of reconciling people to him, of bringing sheep to the shepherd. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. Don't be distracted. This is, what this, this is what we're all about. This is what the church of Jesus Christ is all about. He has given us this wonderful message to tell others. We are Christ's ambassadors and God is using us to speak to you. We are ambassadors in good times and bad times, in hard times and easy times, in well times and sick times. We are his ambassadors The church of Jesus Christ, we are his ambassadors. Others are all around us, and we are Christ's ambassadors. Have you been distracted? You are are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are an ambassador, not of the latest craze and the newest thought or the the oldest, uh, uh, you know, whatever. You are ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what I am. As well. We are ambassadors of Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciling people to Himself. When we look back, we thank God. When we look forward, we trust God. And when we look around, we serve God. But could I, thanks, guys, come, could I just give one more perspective? And that is a perspective that will probably, more than these other three, help everything come in to light. I look back and I I thank God, I look forward, I trust God, I look around me and I serve God, but I look above me and I worship God and I lay hold of God and I lay hold of the wonder and the beauty that raptures my soul. I lay hold of that which can do for me what nothing on this earth, no one, no thing, no opportunity, no possession could ever do. My soul gets raptured with the relationship and beauty of of Jesus himself. I look up and I seek God. I look up and I worship God. In Psalm 80, in Psalm verse 8, in verse 3 and 4, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him? There's, yes, I look back and I'm grateful. I look forward and I'm full of faith. I look around me and I serve. I want to serve. I want to serve. I want to serve. But when I look up, I'm lifted up and I have everything inside of me to do everything I'm supposed to do when I'm looking up. And when I'm worshiping and when I look at the stars and the skies and I see the work of the fingers of God and I think, Lord, what is man that you are mindful of him. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overcome with God's wonder and his goodness and his eternity and his beauty. In Psalm 121 in verse 1, I will lift up my eyes. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From which comes my help? Well, my help comes from the Lord who made those gum hills. That's the Jack Haines modern translation, all right? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There's something, yes, look back and be encouraged at how faithful God is. Look forward and be assured that he's already gone before us. Look around you. Multitudes and multitudes are in the valley of decision. Serve them, love them, help them, bless them, lead them, bring them, teach them, tell them. But look up and drink from rivers of living water. Look up And let your soul be raptured with the wonder of a personal intimate deep beautiful relationship with god drink god deeply love god intimately know god know god passionately for yourself in your heart when i look up above me i see everything that is wonderful and amazing the, the other old song says turn your eyes upon jesus and look full in his wonderful face And the things of this world will grow dim, not brighter, dimmer, in the light of his glory and grace. In Acts 7 and verse 54, when they heard these things, as they were stoning and persecuting Stephen, as he was dying that day uh, uh, as as a martyr, When Those who killed him, when they heard these things, they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He looked up, and he saw the glory of God. He saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, I see the heavens open, and I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Can I tell you, just a little small snapshot of that will get you through everything down everything that's down a little bit of that will we'll take you where we where we need to go just a little glimpse of that that glory and that goodness and that worship and that the authority of God the beauty of God whoo a little bit of that and I'm, I'm okay I'm okay and you're okay you know I love to walk and there's something about all four of these perspectives while I'm walking if, you're, if, you like, if you walk, or if you jog, or if you run, you, you know that when you, you get out on a walk, a lot of times it's really good to look behind you and see where you've been, and to see where you've come. And many times the view is different looking back on it than it was looking up on it. And so I don't want to miss the view when I'm walking. So when I'm walking, I, I look back and I'm grateful. His grace has brought me safe thus far. But also when I'm walking, I'm looking ahead. And I'm looking where I'm going. And I'm looking at the goal. And I'm looking at where I want to be. And I'd sure like to be over there at that village or that hill by the time that the sun goes down this afternoon or this evening. But also, while I'm walking, I'm looking all around me. And I'm aware of everything that is near me and everything that is around me. is this, this sense of total awareness. But there's also a place when I'm walking that I'm looking up. I'm looking above me. I remember many years ago, I did a hike in Europe called the Tour de Mont Blanc. It was 11 days around the base of Mont Blanc. And so much of that hike in the Alps had me looking at ocean blue ice glaciers like, that were just full mountains. And, and I would walk with tears in my eyes at the majesty and the wonder and the beauty of everything I would see. As I would look up. And you know, I think walking is a metaphor of life. Many times in the scripture it teaches us, you know, to walk. Walk, you know, walk, walk like walk in the Lord, you know, that your walk may be, that you may be fully pleasing the Lord as you walk with him. And And so I think there's a huge metaphor here. And I'd like us on this mission Sunday to consider the, the four perspectives of life. Look behind, and you'll see that God is faithful look ahead and you'll see that you can have faith and trust him because he is so faithful. But as a Christian, what's really the issue is look around you because this is where life is right now. This is where people are right now. This is where your ministry is right now. This is where the call of God, the anointing, this is why you're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is why you're in connection and fellowship so that you can serve so that you can share, so that you can give, so that you can help, so that you can be the ambassador of Jesus Christ, so that we can bring the good news and help people who are weary and scattered to come to a shepherd Amen. and to come to a savior. Yep. And in the midst of all of this, don't forget to look up. And let wonder fill your soul. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, Mitch, for that missions presentation today. I was so moved to see what we were able to do with those mosquito nets in Burundi and to hear that dear brother speak to us from Central Asia talking about people who share our faith but not our freedom really touched me. And I know we'll, we're will we about to have a missions conference here in just a few weeks. And uh, it'll be fantastic. It'll be great. Father, I want to thank you for this house. Thank you for all those today who have, come into the house and thank you for all those today who have brought the house into their home through the media and I bless you and I thank you on this mission Sunday that you would help us Holy Spirit to not be distracted by everything we're hearing and seeing to not be taken off course to not to 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 get our eyes and to put our emotional energy and all of our thoughts into something that is only a distraction and I pray you would help us to be laser focused this year and, Lord, in a couple of weeks as we begin to fast and pray for the persecuted church, may that cause our focus to be strong. And as we bring, Lord, new projects this year the missions and, and the things that we're going to do and start dreaming the dream of the theme of this next year, I pray that you would help us and keep us from the greatest attack of the enemy, and that is distraction. And help us to stay focused. In Jesus' name, amen.